What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. Have you ever had somebody in your life to where you share something that you want to work on, a goal that you have, and they just seem to be like a negative Nancy about it the entire time? Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone has someone like that. And it feels intimidating in the moment, right? We start to have a lot of self-doubt come up. I know that is the case for me. And we start to question what our goals are. But most importantly, those negative Nancy types, they tend to take away the spirit that we have for that thing that we're working towards. Yeah, I can think of a few stories that have led me to where I am today of those people and and. They might not be trying to be like intentionally negative with you or anything like that. They just, their reasoning is I'm bringing you back to reality with it. Well, and that's why I thought that we could talk about people with these particular character traits that we're going to talk about are the ones that are actually going to kill your dreams. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. And Clint, you mentioned that you don't think that people like that are intentionally doing it, but I think that they naturally have this inclination. And I'm going to explain why, because there are many signs of toxic people. And we've heard the term love is blind. And I know that in my particular situation, I've been in relationships, not intimate relationships with individuals throughout my lifetime, to where it's hard to see that toxicity, especially if It's somebody in the family or a friend that you've had for a long time. Maybe it's somebody that you work with. But I want to go over nine key traits of these types of toxic people. And a lot of these traits are very parallel with people who have narcissistic tendencies. And the first one is that the people ignore your needs. So if you think of, I'm sure in your mind as you listen to this, and Clint, as we're talking about this, there's one person who's probably like, hanging out in your mind, just swirling around right now. And I'm just curious as we go through these, if all nine of these are applicable to that individual. They ignore your needs, so it's pretty much all about them. They keep telling you that you're wrong. They make you feel bad about yourself. They get jealous of your achievements. They don't ever apologize. They keep violating your boundaries. They manipulate you just to get what they want. They always play the victim. And they keep judging you. Now, Clint, you said that you have tons of stories. So what's the, the one that's top of mind? Well, in, in thinking about the, the stories, I, I always kind of defer back to when I was a kid. And, you know, I wanted to be a professional football player. Like most kids, they have those dreams. And, and I wouldn't say this person was intentionally doing it, but was more so of just trying to bring me into that state of reality of instead of encouraging me to do it, they just said, you know, the likelihood of you becoming a professional football player is like one in a million. And as a kid, a million's a big number. I mean, a million's a big number altogether, but they explained it to me. And pretty much at that point, 
I gave up on that dream of ever becoming a professional football player. Now, this person wasn't, isn't, didn't have all those traits in which you just described, but it was that moment that I realized that I'm not going to be able to achieve it. Knowing my mindset now, I know I could have achieved it if I would have put in the work to do it. So this is a great example because I'm going to ask you one single question that I think we should all ask ourselves whenever we have a naysayer. And my question to you is, did that particular individual ever do it before? No. And I think that we forget that. We take so much advice and we take so much to heart from people who have never done it before. And that was a really hard lesson for me to learn. I know that I've had challenges with my dad. So somebody who I've always looked up to my entire life, giving me advice on something that he has no expertise, no knowledge about. I worked in a very toxic environment at the onset of starting Leo Warriors. And the doctor that I worked for was classic narcissist. And of course, in the moment, I didn't see that. And I thought that my adoration for her meant more than the things that I was working on. And I remember times where she made me feel so small for the things that I was working on. And more than that, I think the worst quality is when somebody makes you feel like you're stupid. And she did that, although I challenged that, but she made the attempt to try to make me feel stupid and less than on a constant basis. And she got off on it. Like it made her thrive. It made her happy to come in and to try to word vomit in my office when I sat back one day and I realized like she has no clue what she's talking about. And I think to us, we feel like when somebody has any kind of authority over us. So we think a doctor's smart, right? Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, and Clint can attest to this, this was the dumbest individual just overall as a human being that I have ever met. And I'm not saying that to discredit what she did as a doctor. You know, there was a point and there comes a point, And I worked in medicine for 14 years to where I have a very good understanding of this, where there are a lot of medical professionals who get the certification and then they just stop learning. So what once was the peak of performance tended to dwindle down and lower the elevation as years and years passed because there wasn't anything else that she did to pour into herself to make her continue to be a doctor in today's modern age. And I think that we've all seen doctors who have have expertise that are so outdated that we, we're just shaking our heads when we leave the office. Like, what did they... What did they just advise me to do? And I think that it's important for us to understand when we decide that there's something that we're working on or when we have something that we're currently working on, the first instinct that we have is to want to share that with the people that are in our circle, right? The people that we're communicating with on a regular basis, whether it's I'm losing weight or I'm starting a new business or I'm saving up to buy a new truck or like whatever the thing is. And a lot of times, if we allow ourselves the discipline to just not and to not feel the need to share or at least to do a thorough, a thorough analysis of who we feel like we need to share that information with, most of the time, it's easier to work in silence and to just show up one day with that new truck and to just quit without notice if you start your own business. 
And we have a hard time doing that, especially nowadays where everything is so Instagram perfect, right? Everything has to be just publicized in such a way that we don't have that privacy. And I know we've talked about this in length before, but I would challenge us all to just go back and to practice that level of discipline because we had it once. If you're alive today and you're listening to this, there once was a time when we didn't have all of these advances in technology to where we needed to share everything on social. And so when we allow ourselves to do that, it takes a lot of those whispers out of our mind. It takes a lot of that chatter, that negative chatter, the opinions of other people. They no longer exist because we didn't fill anybody in on what we're doing. And when we feel the need to fill somebody in, like you should have at least one special person that you always go to, your confidant, right? The person that you do fill in on these things. And you know that that person doesn't have those toxic qualities because they've already proven that to you in the past. But we feel so validated when we, I see this all the time in our Facebook group, even where somebody will post up a picture of them working out at the gym. And I pay attention to that. And the reason I pay attention to that is because I'm wondering like, huh, when's the next time they're going to post another picture of them at the gym? But people need to have that self-validation. And for us to feel like we're only going to get that in the realm of social media, it's a really sad thing when you think about it. Because how much more effective would it be for you to sit down and print out a one-month calendar and for you to post it up in your kitchen to where your family can see it and for you to take a bright orange highlighter and to put an X on every day that you work out? In my opinion, the element that would be most effective would be that publicized calendar in my own home versus posting a single picture of me working out at the gym. But we don't think that way. We think that everything needs to be public. But I would encourage us to practice self-discipline and to decide what the things are that we need to do in order for us to get the shit done on our own without the reliance and the desire to have somebody else either give us accommodations or accolades or the opposite where people try to beat us down about the things that we're working on. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. Clint, thank you for joining me. I'm glad to be here. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.